Welcome to episode two of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversations with PsychArmor trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all podcast players or by going to psycharmor.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us on Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. Our sponsor for this episode is USAA. We'd like to thank the USAA Foundation for their generosity in making this episode possible. This week, I'm having a conversation with Dr. Jill Borman, clinical professor at the University of San Diego Hahn School of Nursing and Baster Institute of Nursing Research. Dr. Borman is a clinical nurse specialist in adult psychiatric mental health nursing and a clinical professor and research health scientist. She developed the Mantram Repetition Program, a spiritually integrated health program for symptom and stress management. Over the span of 20 years, she has conducted federally funded research on the health outcomes of the Mantram Repetition Program in various groups, including family caregivers of veterans with dementia, veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder, healthcare employees, adults living with HIV-AIDS, homeless women for insomnia, and first-time mothers. Research results provide growing evidence that the Mantram Repetition Program provides a portable pause button for the mind that is convenient, invisible, inexpensive, and non-pharmacological and complementary to mainstream medicine. In addition to serving on PsychArmor's Caregiver Advisory Board, she is a consultant and collaborates with colleagues across the country to further research and dissemination of the Mantram Program in various populations. Let's get into the conversation with Dr. Borman and come back afterwards to talk about some of the key points. I really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about your work with PsychArmor, specifically for caregivers. And I'm interested why Mantram training and why Mantram training for caregivers and why you think that might be important. I think First of all, I know that caregivers are strapped. They hardly have time to take care of themselves. A caregiver puts everybody else first and not themselves. And I think there's only so much mental bandwidth that a caregiver has. And the thing that's unique about Mantram repetition is it's a tool and a strategy that is very simple, it's portable, it's practical, and if you use it over time, it can really be powerful. And in some ways, it's just a way to train your attention. It's a very simple way to train attention, but you're training it on what we call a mantram, which has a spiritual, I want to say, charge, if you will. So it's good for caregivers because it's not like you take a you know six-hour course, or it's not something that you have to spend hours and hours cultivating. It's something that can be done relatively quickly. So the series of courses that you've narrated on PsychArmor are really looking at some specific aspects of Mantram repetition training. So maybe if you could give us an overview of Mantram repetition training and some of those key points. Sure. The Mantram program, we always start out with just focusing on Mantram repetition, but the whole program is really more holistic and we're after a philosophy of using mind, body, and spirit. So that's the underlying philosophy. But the actual tools really include slowing down, 
concept of slowing down, and that doesn't necessarily mean walking through space like molasses, but rather slowing down your thoughts, and also one-pointed attention, doing one thing at a time, monotasking instead of multitasking, which for some people, if they're familiar with mindfulness programs, that's similar. But the three tools are mantram, repeating a mantram, the concept of slowing down your thoughts to allow intentionality, and then one-pointed attention, doing one thing at a time. And these three points are synergistic because you can't really do one without the other. And there has been research that has shown, and and if you mention mindfulness, but mantram repetition training specifically, it's beneficial and it makes us feel better, but there's also neurological benefits to it. It it helps the neurons that fire together, wire together. And a lot of this intentionally focused mindfulness can strengthen our prefrontal cortex, which can give us control over emotions. Absolutely. And even though in the research that I've done, I've not done the functional MRI and the brain imaging. That's not what I've actually conducted over the last 20 years. But those who have done that kind of research definitely show that word repetition, mantra repetition is effective with the physiological response, as well as um, allowing one to, I always think of taking a mini jacuzzi for the mind, that repeating a mantra can give you a teeny little break during the day. And that, again, is one reason why we think it's so great for caregivers. And specifically, and so you're on the caregiver advisory board for PsychArmor, and um, and caregiver is a wide range, right? We can talk about caregivers of those individuals who may be at the end of life or, or have some significant issues, but we also know that during current conflicts, the mortality rate is lower, but the catastrophically wounded, ill, and injured rate is higher. And so really this can be used by caregivers across the spectrum. Oh, yes, definitely. And in fact, many years ago, I went to a conference that was sponsored by the VA. And it was early on with the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it was a whole program dedicated to educating everyone about caregiving. And one of the things that struck me that was very insightful is that when our military go off to war and fight and do what they do to protect us, many of them get hurt, right? Or they have injuries. And their spouses, their family members, and everybody in their lives didn't necessarily sign up to be a caregiver, you know? And so there were stories of these like newlyweds, and they just got married, and then the husband went off, or the wife goes off to Iraq and Afghanistan and ends up a paraplegic. And all of a sudden, boom, you never thought you were going to be a lifelong caregiver. You didn't sign up for that. And yet you find yourself in that role and and choosing and committing your life to this person uh, that you've married or a family member, son or daughter, whoever. And, And that's a huge commitment. And that can cause a measure of stress, like you said, that wasn't expected. And that's really where mantra repetition has been shown to have a lot of benefit is in addressing stress specifically. Exactly. Addressing anxiety, depression, stress, we've found it to be helpful for managing symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and particularly hyperarousal. And also we found mantra to be very effective and helpful for people with insomnia or nightmares. Mm -hmm. Early on in, in my career, when we were just beginning to do studies with mantra repetition, I was teaching veterans at the VA San Diego. And we had many vets in there. There were some from Korean War and World War II. And one day, 
he was taking a, a mantram class. It was a weekly class at that time. And one of these vets comes back after using it a week or two. And he raises his hand and he says, since I've been repeating my mantra and using this during the day, I'm finding out that I'm not having these nightmares anymore. And I was like, really? Are you serious? Is that possible? And so for this particular gentleman, that was true. And since then, we've measured levels of insomnia and have found that it does help people get back to sleep. Or if you have a nightmare and you wake up in the middle of the night, it can help relax you. And I think for many people, perhaps if they haven't experienced it and, and it does take training, they may look at this skeptically. They'd be like, yeah, right. But Again, going back to that, there is a neurological basis where if we concentrate, then we have the ability to control our emotions. And again, getting technical, reducing activation, the amygdala and, and things like that. But even, in, and as I was looking through some of this, getting ready for our conversation, I realized that I do something similar with, without even knowing it. Again, combat vet, maybe I, I get a one thirty two o'clock wake up. And if, I'm, if I wake up enough, and then I, I will say a prayer to myself, dear Lord, let me go back to sleep. And it's not a desperate prayer, but it is the thing that I repeat to myself and it typically works. And again, I didn't know I was doing it and I wasn't specifically doing a mantra the way it should be or, or could be done, but it was still something very similar. Well, what you just said is a key point, Dwayne, and that is that these tools, this method, this mantra, these you know, different kinds of things were not invented. They were discovered. That we as human beings, without being aware of it, we find ways to comfort ourselves. And one way that we comfort ourselves is using words and phrases and repeating words and phrases. So if we can begin to train our thinking and train our minds to focus on words and phrases that are helpful, as opposed to words and phrases that are negative, or ruminating, or disturbing, if we can train the mind to grasp onto something that's comforting, like a mantra, or even a prayer, that's a powerful thing to teach your mind and train your mind. And so just think about it, how easy it is for our minds to get caught into a commercial. You hear that, and then your mind just gets on it, and it ruminates and ruminates, and you think, I don't want to be saying this anymore. If you could take that same focus and use it on a mantra that you choose, something that has the ability to tap deeper into your inner spiritual resources, that's a very powerful tool. And that's kind of what we're talking about. We're training attention, and it's like lifting weights, and it's something that you can lift your weights anytime, any place, all day long, intermittently, and the results are very subtle. So even though we say, oh yeah, insomnia or PTSD and so forth, those results come over a period of time and not equally to everyone. But the key is that we can use our minds and that automatic behavior and we can use it to our benefit so that it becomes automatic to repeat something soothing, repeat something comforting. And it just simply raises awareness. If you're thinking, okay, I'm going to repeat my mantra right now. Let's say my mantra is Rama Rama, which means joy within. And that was Mahatma Gandhi's. And so let's say, okay, I'm going to repeat Rama Rama. And if you do that over a period of time, eventually it, it will just pop in your head. And you don't have to work at it. That's the key, is that you want to get to a point where you don't really have to work at it. But it's very portable, and people are skeptical. And I just welcome skeptics. Just come on in here, all you skeptics. If you don't believe this works for you, give it a try. Give it a college try. You can go on to Psych Armor. We've got four videos now. They're very short, about 15 minutes each. And each video addresses mantra, how to choose and use it, slowing down, one-pointed attention, 
and putting them all together. And I know that with uh, PsychArmor, we're looking at other types of webinars and trainings and teachings, particularly tailored to caregivers. Yeah, I really appreciate how you identified, one, that this is an emergent practice that was discovered and then refined, but also that we can repeat things to ourselves in destructive ways. When I'm working with my clients, I teach them to identify when they're repeating things to themselves like terrible, broken, horrible. And and these things are creeping into people's minds, often put there by other people, and then they internalize them. Stupid, all of these different things. I work with justice-involved veterans, so felon, criminal, mm-hmm. right? They, they repeat these words to themselves and they become true and they do it unknowingly yes. and then it, it grips their life. Yes. Whereas this is doing the opposite of that, throwing out the junk food and starting to eat healthier in a spiritual sense. That's exactly right. I love the way you say that. The other analogy I like to use when it talks about our minds and the things that we think about is we have a committee. We have a committee in our heads. And in that committee, we have the negative one. We have the mother's voice when we were little kids that said, make your bed, you know, eat your three vegetables three times a day. We have voices in our head in a sense that tell us all these different things. And we get stuck like a broken record sometimes into that negativity. And that's the beauty of mantra, because in order to do it, you have to become aware. You can't change those thoughts unless you're aware of what those thoughts are. And then you can make decisions about how to change them. And I think, again, going back to caregivers, it's something that's very specifically supportive for them. I'd like to give you perhaps a scenario and then how you would see that Mantram would work for this. So someone's a military caregiver. They have a veteran spouse and they have two children. One of the children is special needs. You have a busy day ahead of you. Veteran has to be at the VA for a procedure. The kids have to go to occupational therapy. You're on the phone talking to the pharmacist, trying to figure out the prescriptions. You open up the cupboard to pack lunch and you see the milk sitting there. And then you go to put the milk away and you see the keys where the milk is supposed to be. That's stressful. There's a lot of stress. Multitasking, like you said, addressing multiple different important priorities, surprise, frustration. That's the kind of situation where mantram, having a mantram at hand and ready can reduce the stress, but also stop bad things from happening. Yes. And we call that using mantram as a pause button. Our mm-hmm. veterans came up with this, that mantram is a pause button for the mind. So mm-hmm. that caregiver's getting up and they've got to get to the appointment. They've got to look at their schedule and looking at the phone call. And all of that is happening so quickly that you lose sight of relaxation. You lose sight of how to slow down. Mantram repetition, even if it's just for a few seconds, is like giving yourself a screensaver for the mind. And it's like taking a deep breath and saying, wait a minute, okay, let's reboot and then go from there. So it's a way to interrupt some of that chaos, take a quick break and then regroup. And especially for caregivers, they're carrying their own stress, but they're also carrying the stress of the the service member, the veteran that they're caring for too. They're not just, they're multitasking, not just for themselves, but also for their children and everything else. And so it's multiple buckets of multitasking at one time. And so I really appreciate how PsychArmor and you, of course, partnering with PsychArmor to bring this to caregivers because it's just another tool in the toolbox. Yes. And PsychArmor was so unique and wonderful is that Psych Armor is taking care of and looking at all of us that are around the veteran, around military lives, teaching what I want to call the rest of society who's not paying attention to the veteran, the military person, and, and the caregivers taking care of them. And that's one thing that Psych Armor is such a great platform to have these types of 
educational things that actually target caregivers. And you have done some of the workshops and, and you've done some research with caregivers in the past. I'd be interested to hear some about how you've seen caregivers, I think you specifically mentioned some working with veterans with dementia, have used mantram repetition to be able to support their own stress mm -hmm. in, in, in those situations. Well, one, I'll give you one example of a person who was taking care of a patient. And as you said, they were doing a lot of things, juggling a lot of plans for the day and remembering this and remembering that. And they got home and they realized they locked themselves out of the house. And ordinarily, they would just go into a rage or they would start beating themselves up and saying, how stupid, how could I do that? And so forth. And instead, this particular caregiver thought, you know what, I'm just going to say my mantra. I'm just going to chill out a little bit and just repeat my mantra. And so what they did is they calmed themselves down so that they were able then to problem solve and to figure out, okay, I can get in my house if I go in the back and I have this one window or, oh, I remember now where the keys are kept, the second set and that kind of thing. And so that's just like one example. Another example I think about is caregivers who are dealing with annoying things, oftentimes people that have memory loss, they repeat themselves. They say, when are we having lunch? And then you say, we're having lunch at noon. And then two minutes later, when are we having lunch? We're having lunch at noon. And this goes on and on. And after a while, you lose your patience. Mantram is perfect for that because you can use your mantram as a way to calm yourself down. And so every time you know they're going to ask you again and again, but you can develop a way to buffer that that anger or annoyance and frustration. So that's like another example of how people have used it in caregiving situations. It helps to slow down, helps to develop one's own personal patience. It helps to pull the plug on your fuse, so to speak. And, and we've had caregivers talk about how it reduces anxiety, that it's helped them cope with depression. And in one of our studies, there's something called the caregiver burden scale. And we've seen improvements of reducing caregiver burden empirically using valid and reliable measures, that kind of thing. I think the, the big benefit is I'm listening to you for me is that it helps caregivers do what they want to do anyway. They don't want to be frustrated with the person they're caring for. They don't want to snap at them. They don't want to be depressed. This is a way for them to actually be able to do what they committed to do, what they signed up to do in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And there's only so many things that are in your control. There's only certain things that we can control in our lives. And we can't control the external circumstances. I can't control if I get a flat tire on the road. I can do everything I can to try to avoid that. Things are going to happen. We can't control the health and well-being of the ones we're loving and taking care of to the extent that we wish we could. But we can control our reactions to life events. And that's really what this is about. It's a be being able to pause and calm down and really identify what is it that I can control and what are the things that I cannot. And usually we can control our reaction. And that's kind of what this is about. I think that's great. As a clinician, that's one of the things that I try to work with my clients on. And Dr. Borman, I really appreciate you taking the time today. More importantly, your willingness to share this, share your work for caregivers, for service members. I, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Well, you're very welcome. I'm more than happy to talk about this work. I just think it's, uh, I just think everyone should have a mantra, no matter what they are and who they are, 
But of course, everybody's got to find what works for them. And mm-hmm. this is just one more tool. So I really appreciate being invited. I hope your listeners are able to gain something valuable from this little session. And of course, there's more resources on the Psych Armor website. We'll make sure they're all there. Thank you very much. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode, USAA. We appreciate the USAA Foundation's generosity in making this episode possible. Dr. Borman's approach to wellness is a holistic approach, not just physical health and psychological health, but also spiritual health. A lot of attention is given to physical health and especially physical fitness. Emotional health, being able to tolerate distress and manage our emotions, is critical to success in any endeavor, as is psychological health, making sure that our thoughts are positive and healthy. Not as much attention is paid to spiritual health, however, and for us to be truly balanced individuals, we need to be healthy in all of these areas. In some of her work, Dr. Borman makes the distinction between religion and spirituality. Religion is the dogmatic structure that we place onto a belief system. Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism. And spirituality is the faith that the object of our belief exists. Buddha, Jesus, Allah, God. It's entirely possible to have spirituality without practicing a formal religion, just as it's possible to be religious without strong spirituality. And as is discussed in the training on psych armor, mantram repetition training can be used by anyone regardless of their spiritual beliefs. A mantram based in Buddhist teachings and a mantram based in Christian teachings can be used by someone according to that faith. Mantram training does not attempt to impose one faith structure onto another. It's simply a way to connect with what Dr. Borman called our inner spiritual resources. Mantram repetition training is, like we said in the conversation, another tool in the toolbox, and sometimes we could use all the tools we can get. The other point that I would like to emphasize that arose for me out of this conversation is the importance of the military and veteran caregiver. The military is an inherently stressful and dangerous occupation. And if you spend any time around veterans, you know that the stress doesn't go away after they leave the military. It's not just stressful for the service member, but for the military family, for the spouses and children, certainly, but also for the parents and siblings. That stress is compounded when the family member becomes a caregiver. This changes the relationship between the family member and the veteran in a significant way. It also creates complicated feelings for everyone. The veteran, who was previously capable of doing some extremely complex and important things, but now finds that some everyday tasks are difficult. And for the caregiver, who, as Dr. Borman pointed out in our conversation, didn't anticipate that this would be part of the life that they signed up for. I have the honor of knowing a number of caregivers for catastrophically injured veterans. They are among the toughest, most resourceful, and capable people that I know. Their heart for meeting the needs of their veteran is only matched by their determination in getting those needs met. At the same time, they are individuals as well, successful, capable, accomplished in their own right. But sometimes they seem invisible next to their veteran. They're the hand on the shoulder, the person standing in the shadow, but the one that makes everything possible. It's important to recognize that all relationships are important, but the relationship between caregiver and their veteran requires specific attention. It's great to know that PsychArmor is developing resources specifically for caregivers. The PsychArmor resource that we're highlighting this week is Dr. Borman's Mantram Training, part of PsychArmor's Caregiver Support Series. Being a caregiver can be tiring, stressful, making self-care especially important. As mentioned in the interview, the Mantram training consists of four condensed sessions that will help you learn a set of portable and spiritually-based skills that can assist you in managing negative thoughts and feelings. Using a Mantram can help you manage life's daily hassles and live in the present. These meditation-based tools for emotional regulation are easy to implement in a busy routine and should be exercised frequently. 
You can find a link to PsychArmor's Mantrum training at psycharmor.org, and we will have a link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me on this episode and for continuing to join us on this journey. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation, and make sure to engage with PsychArmor on social media to let us know what you think about the show. I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. Make sure to keep listening after the end of the episode to check out the entire song. Make sure to take a look at the show notes, which you can find at psycharmor.org forward slash btm02, as well as on the Psycharmor website. While you're there, you can find hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. All of these courses are free to individual learners. This show was produced by Headspace and Timing, and all rights to the show remain reserved by PsychArmor. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we would like for you to do that, but make sure you let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode, and until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.
Moment. 